Hello and welcome to the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. My name is Ryan Johnson. I got Dan Peisner with me today. Dan, how's it going? It's going well, Ryan. Now, last week we had our first sales tax audit horror story podcast. I thought that we could continue that on, but uh, this last week I've been you know, getting emails and different questions. I actually had a sales tax audit uh, webinar today and I actually have a few questions before you give us our next story that I think uh, that you could answer that I think will benefit our listeners. Sure. Uh, the first question is, how are companies typically contacted by a state that they are going to be audited? Well, Ryan, they're, they're contacted one of two ways. Uh, usually, in, in virtually every case, they will get a, an, a letter from the state, usually signed by a supervisor or an office manager with a uh, either saying saying that an audit will be conducted and it'll either list the auditor's information or in some cases it'll say that you're you're going to get a follow-up letter and that is the usually the first point of contact for an audit uh, now on occasion an auditor will call first if, hmm. and and you're registered with the state and in most cases so they will the, the state's already got your, your contact information on file. You filled that out on the registration form. So they, they send you the letter, they'll, they'll call you up and they'll, usually the letter will follow after the call, but uh, a lot of audits will kind of start with a phone call. And I've even seen some where the auditor called and then got pulled away for something else and just left and never came back. So, huh. uh, the, the, but those are typical, the two most typical ways I've seen audits initiated. Okay. And um, is it worded pretty clearly that you're being audited? Yes. Yes. It will tell you in, in some cases, it'll tell you the period that's being audited. It'll, it'll, every time it will tell you uh, which taxes are being audited. It will usually list the statutory authority that the, uh, the, the taxing authority has to, in order to, to do the audit. And it will, it'll always be on, on either, uh, state letterhead or city letterhead in the case of the, the cities and the parishes it will and and again it will be signed and if you're if there's any doubt as to the the letter then then I always encourage uh, a taxpayer to call into the state and through the through uh, a number you've obtained from not from the letter and just just verify with them that you're that that the audit letter is genuine Okay. And how far in advance will you get notification? Well, usually you'll get the letter and the auditor will, will then contact you and, and set up kind of when, when this first, the first appointment. Now, some of them, if you're needing to push the audit off a little bit, that's usually the best time to do it mm. uh, because the auditor is going to be setting up their schedule. They've got uh, numerous audits going on at once. They kind of have to schedule them in a certain order. And that's when, uh, especially if they're not going to be able to get to you, they'll, they'll tell you at that point and uh, kind of bracket out the, when they're going to start and, and things to kind of go from there. Excellent. Um, next question is how long do audits typically last? That's a good one. Uh, they, they can be, they can go from one day uh, to over two years in some cases. They're, they really do, they depend on several factors. Uh, the ones that go, when, when I say the ones that go, that go for one day, those are usually very simple audits 
uh, usually sales only, where an auditor can come in, they'll look at the records, they'll see taxes being paid on everything, no obvious rate issues on a quick glance, and that everything ties back uh, with, with records that are readily available. If all of those checkboxes get hit, they usually decide that there's nothing there and they'll close it out and move on to more productive waters. Uh, but that's, again, that, that's really not that common to see that, uh, except in either small sellers or, again, somebody that's taxing everything in the state with no exemptions, et cetera. Uh, what you, the more common is, pro, I'd say, probably six months to a year for an audit. Just the, you, you've got to remember, they're, they're got, they've got their timelines. They're doing their review. They're going to give you time to pull records and do your review. Uh, and then there's always some kind of a back and forth between the, you and the auditor as far as uh, they they have items and exceptions that they want to look at and you give them documentation. So it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth process and it, and it just takes time. Now this next question, I'm not sure that you'll be able to answer it. Um, but the question I get asked quite a bit is how much can you know someone expect as an assessment on their audit? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I would say generally expect to pay something. You know, if uh, it, and it's, I, I would even go so far as to say, unless you have a very simple business that maybe a, a $0 tax audit is not the most efficient thing. Hmm. Um, and I've had this discussion with, with a lot of medium and large size businesses, the, you know, the, especially once you get into, you have a physical presence in a state, you're having to pay use tax on your purchases, keeping the staff on hand, just internally audit all your invoices and maintain that cycle gets to be, is an expense that's incurred. And so you want to, you know, sometimes catching all the little things just isn't worth the process time. Uh, so I've seen, I, I think the bigger you are, the more you can expect to pay just from little invoices getting through rate differences. So, uh, you know, there, but, you know, I, I would say unless you know of, of a significant issue, uh, you know, expect to pay, you should typically expect to pay unless you have a taxability issue come up, uh, you know, maybe, well, it really is hard to even put a, Put a number to it because for a smaller business they may not pay anything they just don't don't have enough exposure uh bigger businesses you know i've seen you get into the biggest businesses paying 20 or thirty thousand dollars they're they're happy to write that check right. so it really you know it, it really depends on the size of your business the scale of your operations and what your what problems you may encounter that's a good answer um, the last and final question before you get into your story is, you know, after a company has endured a six month to a year long audit and they've paid off their assessment or whatnot, can they rest assured that they won't be audited by that state again? If they're paying off their assessment. You can almost rest assured they will be audited again, unfortunately. Oh. Um, most states have something of an unofficial level. Uh, if you can get your tax due beneath that level, then they won't audit you again immediately. But once they, once a state has found a deficiency of a, of a material amount, and I would even go so far as to say 
you know, anything over 10, 12,000, you're probably risking it. Uh, the states don't always publish it, but uh, anything over that amount and the, the state will be back to check again. Oh man. So there's no resting. You ever no. measure it. So, no. so, so do, do auditors, you know, after they, you know, you recognize your deficiencies, do they typically go back and look at those specific things when they come back then? Yes. Yes. Everything. The first thing an auditor typically does on a follow-up audit is they will pull the past auditors notes, the audit file. Mm. They will see what issues popped up on that audit and you can bet they will look at every one of them to see, uh, to, to see if you fix those. And, and sometimes, especially as with these longer audits that tend to run, uh, there's going to be, there'll be follow through. So if you're, if the first audit was running and say ran for a year and a half, and then the auditor said, you need to fix X. So then you, you, you go and you correct it. You've now got a year and a half of exposure that unless you proactively make a payment to the state on it or, or some kind of, either through some kind of program or just tossing it on your, your tax return, you could potentially have that same exposure is going to be there. And, and that auditor is, is going to want to look for that. Oh goodness. Yeah. So I guess it'd be wise to make sure you've got those things fixed for your next Almost. audit. Yes. Yes. All right, Dan, uh, that concludes the questions I've got. So I'll turn time to you to regale us with your, with your stories. All right. Uh, today's horror story comes straight from the files of QuickBooks. Uh, QuickBooks is, as I'm sure everybody's aware of, is a very popular accounting software. Uh, it's what it's what a, a lot of businesses use in the entry level for their their bookkeeping, and and even I've seen a lot of what I'd call mid-sized businesses of a pretty good size that still use QuickBooks. Uh, it depends on what you're doing and your your sophistication, and uh, what and of course. Uh, even industry, some industries have very specialized tools that they use instead of QuickBooks, but QuickBooks is very prevalent because it's a lot of people know it and it is, it's a relatively inexpensive way to get the job done. The, one of the, the problem with QuickBooks is when it typically happens when people pay off of a sales tax report. So QuickBooks will give you a, a nice sales tax report is generated on a, you can generate it uh, each month to file your return, and it will give you taxes with a, based on a, a jurisdictional breakdown. <clears throat> so in, in some states, it makes it very easy to file even those complicated returns because it'll tell you which each jurisdiction uh, the, the, fa the sales happened in, and so the, you just kind of transfer that same information. What could be easier? The horror stories happen when clients pay off of that and that's the old, they know when the, they know the QuickBooks answer and they know the, <clears throat> they know the sales they're making and they try to, if, if they aren't sure how to put tax on an invoice, they start manipulating things on the invoice in order to make the tax flow through. And if you don't know what you're doing or what the consequences could be, then this can be, uh, this can lead to some true horror stories. The uh, what I've seen in, in a couple of cases, it was very unfortunate, tends to be uh, happens with contractors. Contractors in in most states are considered the consumer of, of materials that go into their their jobs. 
Now, you, in some states, uh, the situation can change depending on the type of job and whether it's new or, or an improvement to realty or, or whether, depending on how the contract is written. But if I've seen contractors that don't understand the use tax portion of that, and the only way they know to make the tax flow onto the return is to show, to take their contract value and back kind of back into the tax and show some of it as tax, the amount that they would want to. So they, 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 they change the numbers on the invoice, taxable sales and tax in order to make up so that QuickBooks flows the tax through and they can report it on the return. The problem that we run into them when that happens is you are now showing tax on what would in a lot of cases is otherwise a non-taxable transaction. Again, with, with contracting, you're supposed to charge tax to the customer. I mean, you're, you're not supposed to charge tax to the customer. You pay tax on all your own materials and don't charge the customer tax. You, you're supposed to build that into your margins in order to, to make yourself whole. So the state will take the tax, say thank you, and then turn around and assess you tax on all the use tax on all those materials anyway, and give you absolutely no credit for the tax you paid in. Mm. If you go to confront them about this, they'll point out the tax was paid in error and that it's really due back to the customer. If the customer should happen to come and ask, there are some solutions to this problem, but it is a very, it, it we've seen it a few times and it can lead to the unwary getting hit twice. They they've paid no credit whatsoever for all the tax they've paid in, and on the backside they're suddenly getting hit with with use tax on all their materials, and that can wipe out your margin pretty fast on some big jobs. Wow, you know uh, QuickBooks is a pretty big platform, and I know probably thousands of businesses uh, use it. Uh, across the nation and potentially the world, and if this sounds like a, a you know a story that sounds like this could be happening to you, I would suggest uh, getting a hold of us and and we can make sure that uh, you're not going to run into this issue. And I know uh, Dan has obviously had plenty of experience and knows what to look for. Uh Yes, yes. Um, um, and just a, a quick tip to, to find out if you, you maybe are in trouble with QuickBooks. Look at, the, look at the exempt sales and the tax that's coming out of your, your tax report and just do a, do a quick sanity check. Run the numbers and see if it's what you're expecting hmm. and see if it's how it matches to your sales. And if it doesn't match up outside of contracting, if it, if it doesn't match up properly and, and there's not, and you know you don't have exempt sales in there or, or that volume of exempt sales, then go back and, and look at where you, were some of your invoices not showing tax, were some of your, uh, were, were things entered in wrong? Uh, these are all things that we've seen before. And sometimes just doing that check and seeing why things are not balancing uh, can, can go a long way. Excellent, Dan. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, if, if you guys would like to get on the phone with us to discuss your particular issues that you may be having, uh, you can fill out the form down below and we'll schedule a time with you as soon as possible. All right, Dan, thank you so much and uh, hope to see you next week. My pleasure.